Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. We have a very special episode today. But before we get into that, those of you that know me personally, you know that when spring break rolls around, that my family and I, we have one thing on our mind, and that is making plans and preparations to be at Pentecostal Fire Youth Conference in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We have been going for probably 13 or 14 years now. Past few years, we've had the privilege of taking our little girl, making memories with her at PFYC. We're taking several from our church this year, and we have some first-timers that are going. And I am just excited and looking forward have a sense of anticipation of how that God is going to work and move in our lives and in their lives. If you have never been to PFYC, I would strongly recommend and encourage you to go. And I hear you talking. I know what you're saying. You don't do big crowds. You don't like being around a lot of people. Hey, I get it. I'm the same way in certain settings. But there is something about walking into a room and looking around and seeing several thousand other young people, young adults, middle-aged adults, senior saints that have all gathered together with one common goal in mind, to praise, to worship, to bind together in prayer, to listen to sound doctrinal teaching, and to bind together in worship and to back a preacher. It creates such a great atmosphere of worship. It is something that every Christian should experience. I know that a lot of times we in the local church, we are uh, led to believe that it's our four and no more and that we're the only ones trying to reach our community and we're the only one trying to reach lost souls and we're the only one that's preparing a lesson and we're the only one that's preparing for service and we're the only one that's doing this or doing that. Child of God, let me assure you, you are not alone in this walk with God. You're not alone in ministry. God has a great people, and God's people are great. I need to give a big thank you to Brother Josh Brown for helping me acquire this audio file. I had this idea several months ago to produce this episode right before PFYC, and I began to reach out to different ones about who would have this audio file, and Brother Josh was able to send it to me. Thank you so much, Brother Josh, for that. We're going back. I guess we can call this a throwback Thursday. We're going back to PFYC 2011 to a sermon that was brought to us by Pastor Shad McDonald. Scripture reading is from the book of John as well as the book of Revelation. And the sermon is titled, The Lamb Slays the Dragon. I want to clear something up. I had a text today, actually, and someone asked me, said, how are you kin to Brother Shad? Is that your dad? And my response was, yes, sir, that's my old man. And I didn't mean any disrespect by that, but I realized that as our podcast audience has grown, some of you may not know that Brother Shad McDonald is my father. And I want to tell him and let it be known how much I love and appreciate my dad. I'm proud of my dad. I recall as he began to preach that day about the lamb slays the dragon, 
and people began to stand at their feet and begin to worship and back him as he preached and I watched him as he stood tall that day and preached to us about the blood and we walked towards the front and I leaned over toward to someone and I said hey that's my dad up there preaching I was so proud of him and I'm proud of him today I love and appreciate you dad I want you to listen today as he talks to us preaches to us about the blood and about how the lamb slays the dragon thank you for listening I am grateful for the confidence of the committee so privileged to have this opportunity to preach to you I'd like for you to read with me please in the gospel according to St. John John 1 verse 29 I will read secondly in the Revelation chapter number 12 Revelation 12 and verse number 7 so then first the Gospel of John verse 1 chapter 1 verse 29 the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world the Revelation chapter 12 verse number 7 and there was war in heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not neither was their place found anymore in heaven and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world he was cast out into the earth and his angels cast out with him and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death. If the Lord would stand by me today, I want to preach to you this message, the lamb slays the dragon. I believe in the blood. I believe in the blood of the lamb by reason of experience. The sin cleansing, wonder working power of the blood of the lamb is not fiction. It is not fantasy, neither is it folklore. It is a fact that every repentant heart must embrace by faith. I came to Jesus with a heart blackened by sin. He washed it in his red blood, and now my heart is white as snow. I believe in the blood. I believe the blood of the Lamb atones and assures. I believe the blood of the Lamb bought and blesses. I believe the blood of the Lamb cleanses and consecrates. I believe the blood of the Lamb dissolves and delivers. I believe the blood of the Lamb emancipates and eradicates. I believe the blood of the Lamb frees and furnishes. I believe the blood of the Lamb is glorious and great. I believe the blood of the Lamb is healing and holy. I believe the blood of the Lamb is immaculate and infinite. I believe the blood of the Lamb is just and justifying. I believe the blood of the Lamb is keeping and kingly. I believe the blood of the Lamb is liberating and lovely. 
I believe the blood of the Lamb is marvelous and mysterious. I believe the blood of the Lamb is necessary and noble. I believe the blood of the Lamb obliterates and overcomes. I believe the blood of the Lamb pardons and purifies. I believe the blood of the Lamb quickens and qualifies. I believe the blood of the Lamb redeems and revives. I believe the blood of the Lamb saves and sanctifies. I believe the blood of the Lamb is trustworthy and triumphant. I believe the blood of the Lamb is unadulterated and unequal. I believe the blood of the Lamb is valuable and vital. I believe the blood of the Lamb is worthy and wonderful. I believe the blood of the Lamb expunges and exterminates. Yes! The blood of Jesus Christ was yielded up that we might be saved. And he took our sins that were zillions. And now they are zero. They are nil. They are non-existent. They are nothing. They are none. Your sins and mine, they're gone forever. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilty stains. Could you praise him for the blood? The blood, the blood, the blood. The blood is my plea. The blood that cleanses me. Worship him and give him honor and praise and glory for the blood of the Lamb. At Calvary, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, conquered man's most deadly enemy sin calvary the weeping place for our sin calvary the revealing place of god's love calvary the birthplace of our hope calvary the resting place of our faith calvary the hiding place from judgment calvary the starting place from heaven for heaven by the blood our past is obliterated by the blood our present is elevated and by the blood our future is illuminated somebody ought to give god the praise for the blood of the lamb I believe in the blood. I believe in the virtuous, vicarious, victorious blood of the Lamb. In the United States, the rarest blood type is AB negative. Approximately one in 170 have AB negative blood. The most common blood type is O positive. I understand that blood helps keep the body healthy. It carries oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the human body and takes carbon dioxide and other waste products uh, to the lungs, the kidneys, and the liver for disposal. The blood fights infection and heals wounds. In the United States, some 38,000 units of blood are needed every day. One pint of blood can save up to three lives. Blood is needed for transfusions, for heart surgery, for organ transplants, for accidents, for births, for treatment of cancer and leukemia. However, there's one thing you need to understand, beloved. Blood cannot be manufactured. It must be donated. Adults have about 10 pints of blood in their body. One pint is normally given during donation. If you were to begin donating blood at the age of 17 
and donated blood every 56 days until you reached the age of 76, you would have donated approximately 48 gallons of blood, potentially saving some 1,000 lives. If 5,000 people were to do that, that would amass to some 240,000 gallons of blood that have been given. However, all of that blood together is not sufficient to save one single lost soul. It cannot atone for one solitary sin. As a matter of fact, a Niagara of blood cannot wash sin away. An Atlantic of blood is not enough to cover sin. In Australia, there is a man by the name of Phil Baird that holds the world record of having made some 228 donations of blood in his life. My friend, I want to tell you that is not the greatest donor of blood. The greatest donor of blood is none other than Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. I have told you that AB negative is the most rare type of blood, humanly speaking, of course. But then there is the as Peter says, the precious blood of the Lamb. That is the most rare blood. That is the most precious blood. At Calvary, the Lamb of God gave his blood. It was, he was a one-time donor. His glorious gift is the remedy for all sin. His glorious gift is the cure for our malady. Watch it now. How did they overcome by the blood. There it is. The lamb slays the dragon. Your enemy of sin. That destroyer of men's souls. Is conquered by the power. Of the blood of the lamb. I'm glad the blood was shed. That we might be forgiven. That we might be pardoned. That we might be freed. That we might be liberated. That our souls have been ransomed. And we have been redeemed. Thank God for the blood of the lamb. I believe in the virtuous, vicarious, victorious blood of the Lamb. I believe in the virtuous sinlessness of the Lamb. Hebrews 7.26 declares him to be holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. I believe in the virtuous sinlessness of the Lamb because his conception was immaculate. His blood is clean. His blood is spotless. His blood is unblemished. His blood is undefiled. The blood that flows in the veins and arteries of the innocent unborn is not derived from the mother, but from the father. Not one single drop of blood passes from the mother to the child. Hence, the child receives its blood from the father. But some 700 years before the Christ child was born, Isaiah the prophet prophesied and said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. I want to tell you, 
the reason why Jesus Christ's blood is the only payment for sin is his blood is pure blood. He came into this world contrary to the laws of birth. He left this world contrary to the laws of death. He entered into this world through a virgin womb. He exited from this world through a virgin tomb. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In eternity past, he dwelt in the bosom of his father without a mother. As Emmanuel, he dwelt in the bosom of his mother without a father. Infinite creator has now become infinite God. Deity is displayed in dust. Omniscience is strong to the optic nerve of the human eye. Omnipotence is strong and sheathed in a human arm. Omnipresence is confined to the limitations of a human body. The Holy Ghost overshadowed a virgin and she went down into that strange unknown world called motherhood and she come back with eternity in her arms. Would you praise him? It's the sinless, spotless, holy, pure blood of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. You see, come with me now. Look there at that Christ child that lays there in that manger. Look at him there and see that indeed the prophecy is fulfilled. The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. Praise God, the lamb slays the dragon. Oh, thank God. I want to preach to you about the virtuous sinlessness of the lamb of God. His conception was immaculate, but mark secondly, his character is impeccable. Hebrews 4.15 declares, who was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin only by a sinless life could he be the acceptable sin offering he was so much God it would be ill thought to think him man he was so much man it would be ill thought to think him God he was both God and man he was Mary's child but he was God's son and so then the son of man amen is the son of God amen he's very God he is the God man the son of God comes down and becomes the son of man that we the sons of men might now be called the sons of God even to them that believe on his name holy God pure God divine God he said in John 8 and 46 which of you convinceth me of sin Paul declares him in 2 Corinthians 5 21 for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be the righteousness of God in him. And so Peter also declares in 1 Peter 2, 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Satan took him to the desert, to the mountain, and to the pinnacle. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. He declares in John 14 and 30, the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Satan tempted him. Satan tried to allure him. But Jesus said, the devil ain't got nothing on me. Hallelujah. At Calvary, our sins were on him. But there
there was no sin in him. Do you get it? God put it on him so he could pull it out of us. Amen. God put our sins upon his only begotten son. God took our sins and he laid them upon the son of God. Would you behold the lamb? Would you worship the lamb of God who shed his blood to take away the sin of the world? Hallelujah to God. I believe in the virtuous sinlessness of the Lamb. I believe in the vicarious suffering of the Lamb. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. He died in your place. He suffered for us vicariously. There's a world-famous painting by Rembrandt. Rembrandt depicts Golgotha, the mob, the thieves hanging on either side of our Lord, his agony, his pain. But in the far distant corner of that great painting, there is the face of Rembrandt. The story is, as he painted that scene at Golgotha, he fell under conviction. And so before he finished the painting, he put his own face in the crowd to say that Jesus died for me too. And may I say, there at Golgotha, you were there also. You were there also. For you see, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, sin said the payment is death. Sin said blood must be shed, but heaven had a gift to give hallelujah heaven had a gift to give and he took your place I believe in the vicarious suffering of the lamb by his propitiation we are purged first John 1 7 declares if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ God's son cleanseth us from all sin first John 2 1 my little children these things write I unto you that you sin not but if any man sin he hath an advocate with the father Jesus Christ the righteous and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but for the sins of the whole world do you get it now Jesus is the atonement Jesus is the propitiation who can save us from our sins philosophy cannot educate them out Washings, oceans cannot wash them out fire cannot burn them out cyclones cannot blow them out earthquakes cannot shake them out dynamite cannot blast them out. A lawyer cannot argue them out. A judge cannot pardon them out. A surgeon cannot extract them out. Medicine cannot cure them out. An eraser cannot erase them out. But the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. The blood, the blood. I thank God for the blood. There's power. There's wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. John Wesley was once riding horseback and he passed through a deserted area called Hounslow Heath. He was accosted by a robber and the robber took John Wesley's personal belongings. As the robber turned to leave that great man of God, John Wesley turned and said to him, Sir, 
I have something more to give you. The robber stopped expecting to gain something else of value. Whereupon John Wesley said, I want to give you this. First John 1, 7. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth from all sin. The robber turned and fled into the night. 20 years later, John Wesley was preaching in the same area and a man came forward, respectable looking, well dressed, introduced himself and said, oh brother Wesley, I know you will not remember me. He hung his head sadly and said, but I was the robber who attacked you that night at Hounslow Heath. But today I am a Christian. Today I have a Christian family. And he smiled and said, because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth from all sin. By his propitiation, we are purged. By his payment, we are purchased. Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. I thank God the lamb slays the dragon. We come out victorious. The blood triumphs. The blood conquers. The blood is true. The blood, the blood. By his payment, we are purchased. Many years ago, a minister was in a car accident in Oakland, California. He was placed in an open ward. There was also in that open ward a Catholic that was dying. Daily the priest would come in and offer the rosary and the last, last rites. One day after the priest had left, this man in exasperation and fear of dying cried and said, I cannot find peace. Oh, that I could find peace. The heart of the man of God was stirred for that dying Catholic. And he called across the ward and said, Young man, ought not the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, count for something? There was a silent pause. And then the young man cried back across and said, Oh, yes, it counts for everything. I can trust that. And may I say to you today, you can trust that the virtuous sinlessness of the blood of the lamb the vicarious suffering of the blood of the lamb I believe in the blood I believe in the virtuous blood I believe in the vicarious blood I believe also in the victorious blood let me preach to you about the victorious sovereignty of the lamb and let me preach to you that in the end the lamb is going to stand on Mount Zion in the end the lamb it's going to triumph. In the end, the Lamb is going to overcome. In John chapter 5, we see the victorious sovereignty of the Lamb. John looked for a lamb, and he saw a lion, and the lion became the king. It is said that Napoleon had a map of the world and on that map was a red spot. That red spot marked England. That was his Waterloo. And Napoleon was quoted to have said, 
if it were not for that red spot, England and Napoleon would have conquered the world. May I say when Satan looks at Golgotha and when the destroyer of men's soul, that old dragon, looks at Calvary, he said, were it not for that red spot, I would have conquered the world. But I want to shout it in the mouth of hell and let 10,000 devils know there is a red spot. There is a red spot. There is a fountain opened in the house of David for uncleanness. You can be pardoned. You can be saved. You can be delivered. In the Revelation 5, verses 9 through 14, we see the innumerable multitudes, song of the Lamb. They understand and they're made to realize, amen, that the Lamb is worthy. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God's king and priest. And we shall reign on the earth. And I be Helped. And I beheld, and I the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy. Do you get it? Do I need to read more? The bought by the blood will worship. When you've been bought by the blood, you will worship. When you've been purchased by the blood, you will worship. That's the song of the Lamb, a brand new song, a song of victory, a song of liberty, a song of pardon, a song of freedom. Worship the Lamb. The bride, the bride eyes not her garment, but her dear bridegroom's face. I will not gaze at glory but on my king of grace, not at the crown he giveth, but on his nail-pierced hand, for the lamb is all the glory of Emmanuel's land. We're going to a place where we're gonna worship. We're gonna worship he that gave his blood, so we may as well get in practice now. Amen. As the bridegroom to the chosen, as the king unto the realm, as the keeper of the castle, as the pilot to the hill, so the blood is to me. As the fountain in the garden, as the candle in the dark, as the treasure in the coffer, and manna in the ark, so is the blood to me. As music at the banquet, and stamp upon the seal. As medicine to the fainting, my wine cup at the meal, so the blood is to me. As the ruby in the setting, and honey in the comb, light within the lantern, my father in the home, the blood is to me as sunshine in the heavens the image in the glass the fruit on the fig tree and dew upon the grass the blood is to me what the hand is to the flute and breath is to the flute what fragrant is to the smell and what the spring is to the well and what the flower is to the bee that's what the blood is to me thank God for the blood the blood of Jesus Christ God's son the blood that cleanseth from all sin the blood that washed away every sin sin stain, 
the blood that pardons, the blood that purifies, the blood that saves, and the blood that sanctifies, the blood that takes the guilty and makes him guilty, guiltless, the blood that saves, the blood that purifies. Thank God for the blood. I thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood of the Lamb. I believe in the victorious sovereignty of the blood of the Lamb. The innumerable multitude song of the Lamb is followed by the invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Many of you have a meal token that you will redeem after this service is concluded. You have to have that token for you to enjoy that meal. May I say to you today, beloved, the blood of the Lamb says you have got a seat at the table of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And Jesus Christ, God's Son, says, this one is on me. Hallelujah. All those that will be there are going to be blood-bought and mercy-sought. You were as I, going downward, backward, devilward, and hellward. And there was no way we could ever get it out of that pit and that quagmire of sin that we had fallen into. But the blood come to where we was at and the blood was there to deliver and the blood is there to pardon. We are to praise the Lamb of God. We are to praise Jehovah, Lord Jehovah, Jehovah of hosts, the Lord our righteousness, God, mighty God, everlasting God, true God, God my Savior, God manifest in the flesh, dear Son, only begotten Son, Son of the blessed, the Almighty, the Creator, the upholder of all things, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the messenger of the covenant, the first, the last, the root and offspring of David. I want to tell you today, we ought to praise him and give him glory. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Oh, give him praise in the house. Let him know you love him. Thank God for the blood. Rejoice with me. The lamb slays the dragon. Once again, the lamb slays the dragon. We have triumphed. We have overcome. We have the victory. The lamb slays the dragon. Give the lamb praise. Give the lamb praise.
Say it again with all your 